But let's go to our text this morning on 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses starting at verse 8. Word reads, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Then also for the second part of our text, go to Psalm 20, verse 1. Where it reads, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all of your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all of your purpose. Today, we're going to talk about your divine purpose. Now, a couple weeks ago, we spoke about your divine inheritance. How many of you were blessed by that time together? But today we're going to talk about your divine purpose. I have to make a designation because sometimes some of us might not be paying attention. We'd be like, he just preached that message. But back then we talked about your divine inheritance. But today we're going to talk about your divine purpose. It's important because you can't fully realize your divine inheritance until you understand your divine purpose. So today's title is Your Divine Inheritance. Ah, see, y'all even got me right. I'm just checking to see if y'all paying attention. It's good to know that the class is paying attention today. Thank you. So today's title is Your Divine Purpose. Say it with me, Your Divine Purpose. Amen, thanks for reminding me. Now, there's a question that I am sure everyone has asked themselves at least once in their life. And that question is, why am I here? I don't mean asking yourself why are you here at church on this morning, but asking yourself why am I here? Why do I exist? What is my purpose? Sooner or later, if you haven't already, you're going to ask these questions. What is my purpose? What am I meant to accomplish in this life? 
am I here just to survive or to make sure that I have food, clothing, shelter? Am I here just to make an atmosphere conducive to the reproduction of offspring? Am I here just to make money so I can buy better food, better clothing, and a bigger shelter? In Genesis, we are told to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, but I know that our purpose has more to do than just us making babies. Some of us are doing that when we probably shouldn't be. So I know that that can't be our only reason for being here. So what is your purpose? Why are you here? Now in this vast universe that takes like billions of years to travel through, why did the Lord see fit to bring you, us, into existence? It's not a question that should be ignored. Each of us have to ask, what is my purpose for existing? One of the biggest sources of isolation, alienation, and nihilism that we're facing nowadays in our culture is the overriding lack of purpose that is felt throughout our society. Very few of us know why we are here. Very few of us know what our purpose is. Those of us who don't know frequently find themselves being constantly bored or dissatisfied or empty, like life has no meaning. This lack of purpose has left us feeling unfulfilled in our relationships with others unfulfilled at home and at work, and has us silently asking ourselves, what is it all for? A good friend of mine who's very well off once said to me, you know, Charles, all I do is make money, and that's it. There has to be something else. I guess you have to make lots of money to think like that. But it was Pastor Rick Warren that said, without purpose, life is motion without meaning. It is activity without direction and events without reason. It was the writer Marty Groff that said, to have meaning, our lives require both passion and purpose. A life without passion is like a furnace without fuel. And without purpose, it is like a ship without a rudder. It was Guillermo Maldonado that said, loneliness is not a lack of company, but loneliness is a lack of purpose. And lastly, it was said that without purpose, life has no meaning. And without meaning, there really is no reason to keep fighting. That was from Pastor Charles E. Blake II. (laughs) 
So again, in our world and especially in our culture, we are dealing with a fundamental lack of purpose, both corporately and individually. The Journal of Psychology states that economically, America is more prosperous than it has ever been. We are richer, more connected electronically, and have more information available to us than ever before. And yet, we are in the midst of a crisis that is claiming thousands of lives. The crisis of loneliness. Someone in here today, someone online is dealing with a crisis of loneliness. Since the turn of the century, Americans have been dying from suicide, alcohol-related illnesses, and drug overdoses at a rate that has never been seen before. Princeton economist Anne Case and Angus Deaton have aptly named these tragedies deaths of despair. In fact, suicide is now the second leading cause of death for American teenagers and the 10th leading cause of death for Americans overall. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death for our teenagers. The suicide rate has increased more than 30% in half of the U.S. states since 1999. Now, equally concerning, drug overdose is the a, is a leading cause of death for Americans under the age of 50. Since 2015, our nation's average life expectancy has been declining, suggesting that the toll of American despair can no longer be outpaced by technological or medical advancements. We've come so far in our intellect, but we've fallen so far emotionally and spiritually. Those two are not synonymous with each other. In 2017 alone, approximately 47,000 Americans, 47,000 Americans committed suicide. And over 70,000 individuals overdosed and died. Now, to put these numbers into perspective, 40,000 Americans died in motor vehicle accidents during the same year. In the, in the Vietnam conflict, 58,000 American soldiers died in that war. Just to give you a little comparative analysis there. It was the late great pastor, writer, and man of God, Miles Monroe, that said that the richest land on earth is the graveyard, for it holds inventions that never came to light. Books and songs that were never written and sang. Cures for diseases that never came to light. The graveyard is full of people that never reached their potential. 
They robbed the world of the treasure that God had put inside of them because they died never realizing their purpose. So there it is. Loneliness, alienation, and isolation are all linked to a lack of connection, to a lack of purpose. It has us feeling hopeless and desperate or simply numb, unable to find enjoyment in the things that used to bring us pleasure. And because we can no longer find pleasure at the previous levels, we need to up the ante. Overstimulation has numbed us, so we have to turn it up so we can feel something. That amount yesterday that used to make us high doesn't work anymore, so we have to up the dosage. That one shot doesn't get you drunk anymore like it used to, so now we have to take two or three. Sooner or later, we feel absolutely nothing. I'm not talking about us, we here. I'm talking about us. Y'all you know. know what I meant. But this lack of purpose also contributes to depression, anxiety, and in some cases, outright rage. It's the other side that they don't want to talk about of the conversation about why there are so many mass shootings in our nation. They want to talk about gun control, but instead we need to talk about the state of our hearts. We need to talk about the state of our spirits. Why are so many people feeling so angry and alone and full of rage that they would actually go out and shoot a bunch of children and they want to blame it on guns? Now, most of us don't go that far, but the majority of us, as Henry David Thoreau wrote, lead lives of quiet desperation. He wrote that we lead lives of quiet desperation. And we're wondering again, what is it all for? So how do we do it? I've laid it out, so how do we do it? How do we find our purpose? Now, first and foremost, as human beings... We were created to bring glory to God and to commune with him. That's first. As an aggregate, that's what human beings were created. That's why we are here on the planet. To bring glory to God and to commune with him. Isaiah 43 and 7 reads, Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. Now next, and on a more spiritual, individual level, our purpose is to connect with God and worship him. And after that, as human beings, our purpose is to connect with each other and make this world a better place. I know that's general, you know, kind of cliche-ish, cliche but we can... Start right there. Now, as the body of Christ, 
our purpose becomes a little bit more clear. 1 Peter 2 and 21 reads, for you have been called for this purpose because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you would follow in his steps. It's not hard to find if you look for it. It's right there in the word of God. In Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, our Savior commands that we go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So if you don't go any further, you already know a serious part of why you are here. We can start there. So as believers, the body of Christ, this is our purpose, to make disciples of the nations, our nation, and to act in the example of Christ. Pretty straightforward. But what about our purpose as individual children of the king? God has a purpose for each and every one here under the sound of my voice. Or even if you're not under the sound of my voice, God has a purpose for each of our lives. We must discover it. We must fulfill it. So how do we find our unique divine purpose in life. Everyone in existence, everyone in existence has a purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, you have a purpose. It was put inside of each of us by God long before we were even born. Before he ever spoke the words, let there be light, he looked across the ages and saw you here on July 24th, 22 AD, and he put purpose inside of you. No one is here just to take up space. No one is here just to take up space. I don't care if you are alone in your house right now. If you think no one knows who you are, you are not here to take up space. I think somebody needs to hear me today. God put something inside of you. He put something inside of you and you and you and you. Now, I wish I could tell you individually what that purpose is. But I can't tell you. I'm trying to live out God's purpose in my life. I mean, I may be able to help you along as your pastor and help you confirm it, but I can't tell you what your purpose is. Only God can do that. Amen. If some, in fact, if someone else tries to tell you what God's purpose is in your life, you need to run away as quickly as you can. 
Because we always look to someone else and look up to someone to try to tell us what God wants us to do in our lives and what our purpose is as if they knew. God wants to speak into your life directly. God wants to have a relationship with you. But again, I have to refer to Miles Monroe that said, if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you need to ask its maker. If you want to know the purpose of a thing, you can't ask the thing. You need to ask its maker. So the first and main step to, is to ask God and seek his face for what your purpose is. I'll put it this way for all of my note takers. Step one to finding your purpose, ask your creator. That's step one. The reason why so many people can't find their purpose today is that there are so many people nowadays that don't even believe in God. How can you ask your maker what your purpose is if you don't believe that you had a maker? Now that starts with getting into relationship with your creator. You can't ask the world or those around you what your purpose is because they will tell you what they want your purpose to be. And based on the, the standard of, the, of value and on the world's standard of value and worth, I can guarantee you that the world's purpose for you is far beneath the purpose that God put inside of you. The world would have you crawling on the ground like a caterpillar, while God would have you soaring high in the sky. You have to start at the source. In fact, if you don't know a thing's purpose or its use, you will, and picture this word with me, you will use it abnormally if you don't know its use. Or you will abnormally use it. Or you will abuse it. Or you will abuse it. You see what I did there? Abnormally use, abuse, abuse. Y'all not stand with me. You need to keep up here. You will abuse it. Many of us have been so abused by the world and by others because they did not know our true purpose. But Psalms 57 and 2 in the English Standard Version says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. So if you want to know your purpose, you have to ask your maker. Amen. If you want to know your purpose, first you have to ask your maker. That's step one. Don't make sure you write it down. Step two to finding your purpose continues with studying his word. In Psalms 25 and 4, it reads, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. 
And in Proverbs 3 and 6, it reads, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Now, everyone, take a good look at your values. What's important to you on your values list? What's at the top? Now, look at that values list and ask yourself, in what ways have I not acknowledged God? What is his advice? In many areas of your life, you may have already acknowledged God, but it is in the areas that you don't want God to go. Because how many of us have some areas that we don't want God to get up into? It is in those areas where you don't want God that will cause you grief. Ask him to be a part of every part of your life. And he will direct you to his purpose in you. That's step number two. Get in relationship with God and ask him to be a part of every part of your life. Now, step three, instead of asking God what you want me to do next, ask God what you want me to do now. Amen. Some of y'all didn't get that. Direction from God is not just for your next big move. He has purpose in placing you where you are right now for this very second. Begin to understand God's purpose for your life by discovering what he wants you to do right now. You can't do what God wants you to do in the future if you can't do what God wants you to do in the present. You have to be able to do what God wants you to do now. And some of us are going to have trouble giving an offering today. God wants you to give now. He may want you to be a blessing to that person and to spread love and to smile right now. You may be praising him and thanking him and asking him to, Lord, what do you want me to do in your life? What is my purpose for the future? And God might be like, I need for you to love your neighbor right over here right now. I may need for you to get up and give your favorite seat in church to that person who just walked in who's never been before. And you're praying for God's purpose in your life for the future, and he wants you to show love right now. I know I might be in somebody's kitchen. Let me keep on moving. Amen. But I need to see God's face on how to live out my purpose as the best son, brother, husband, father, and pastor that I can be right now. That is my purpose today at this time. So step three, don't ask God what I, he wants you to do next. Ask God what he wants you to do now. Asking God and hearing God's voice for what he wants you to do right now is only practice for what he wants you to do for hearing his voice for what he wants you to do next. I'm going to assume since it's so quiet in here, y'all are really thinking really hard. Amen. That's all right. I don't mind. I don't mind. We praise the Lord and celebrate his name, and we make a good amount of noise, but sometimes you need to be quiet and listen to what the Lord is trying to tell you. I don't mind. That's why I'm here. Step four, 
to identifying your purpose will be to start thinking of others before you think of yourself. That's step four. Start thinking of others before you think of yourself. As you think on, meditate on, and love the people in the world around you, God will reveal to you how you can minister to and affect the world around you for his glory. He will reveal to you how you can be a blessing, how you can be his hands that show his love and power to a dying and dark world. Now this means that it will almost be impossible to find your true purpose if you are the center of your own universe. There seems to be such a high degree of narcissism and self-centeredness in our culture during this time. Of course there would be a void of purpose and meaning in our lives. All we think about and all we're being taught to think about is ourselves. In fact, most of us are too busy thinking about how many views and likes we're getting on our social media page to even think about what kind of pain the rest of the world is going through. We have to remember that love for others is the foundation of us finding our purpose in God. Amen. Now there were people in the Bible who even tried to run from their purpose. Brother Abraham and Sister Sarah thought that they were too old to accomplish their purpose. And they almost derailed their purpose by trying to move it forward themselves. Moses tried to tell God that he was the wrong guy because he stuttered and he even asked God who was sending him, who am I to go to Pharaoh? He almost derailed his purpose. Gideon thought that he was too weak to accomplish what God was calling him to do. He thought that he was too small for his purpose. Jonah, Jonah outright ran from his purpose because he hated who God was telling him to go minister and prophesy to. He, however, had the luxury or the burden, depending on how you look at it, of his purpose coming to get him in the form of a great storm and a big fish. <laughs> his purpose came for him even though he tried to run from it. But we, my brothers and sisters, in this time, don't get the luxury of being chased down by our purpose nowadays. It is a very tragic fact, but unlike some of those in the Bible, it is possible for you to miss your purpose entirely. It is possible for you to give up your purpose. Every person that has succumbed to suicide, overdosed, or committed other tragic acts while in despair are examples of those who miss their purpose or they got swept up in someone else's lack of purpose. But we should all try to be like Jesus. Amen. 
You see, Jesus knew his purpose. At 12 years old, after being lost for three days and being found in the temple, he told his parents, I have to be about my father's business. I cannot imagine what it would be like if Lady Deandra and myself and our boys were, you know, off and Julian at 12 years old got lost for three days. And we finally found him. And Lady Deandra's doing mama thing. She's doing mama. And Julian goes, I have to be about my father's business. <laughs> Julian might not make it to 13. Amen. <laughs> but at 12 years old, our Messiah, Jesus, knew his purpose. Later in Luke 4 and 18, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, Jesus walked in his purpose and the world was saved. Somebody in here give the Lord praise on this morning. Hallelujah. That's divine purpose. Now step five is realizing and knowing that God is going to work it out for the good. Amen. All things work for the good of those that love the Lord all we have to do is believe that God put something inside of you and that he put purpose, purpose inside of you. Never think that because nobody knows your name or notices you that you have nothing to give. You see, the world judges on the outward appearance, but God judges the heart. This is how we get closer to him. We get closer to him by praying that we would see ourselves as God would sees us. Every day and I'm still praying that God puts his love in my heart for his people. Because sometimes we get so caught up in appearances. Sometimes we get so caught up in resumes and, and bios and popularity, but God sees our hearts. So never think that because you don't have a long resume, never think that because you don't have a thousand posts on your Instagram page, never think that you don't have, because you don't have a lot of followers and friends, that God has not put something inside of you. God has put something inside of you and it needs to come out it's clawing to come out some on their deathbed are going to be greeted with the ghost of what could have been all of the what ifs 
are going to be standing around their deathbed, the deathbed and that poor tormented soul asking why did they spend their life living beneath their purpose. I don't want to meet the Lord on my day. And he said to me sadly that he had so much more for me to do and accomplish in my life. I don't want him to say to me that he had a purpose in me that I didn't fulfill because I was afraid or because I didn't have enough faith in him and believe in him and what he put inside of me. That would be the great tragedy of our lives. Beloved, we must push past fear. F-E-A-R. Which stands for false evidence appearing real. Fear. Our father told us, Bishop told us before, God wants you to dream a dream that is too big for you to imagine. He wants you to dream a dream that terrifies you. Your creator wants you to dream a dream that is too big for you to accomplish on your own because he wants you to understand that it will only come to pass if you trust him completely. Oh, he wants you to dream big. He wants you to look at your dream and be like, ooh, that kind of scares me. He wants you to dream a big dream big enough knowing that only he can help you bring it to pass. Amen. People ask me, well, you know, are you ready to be able to pastor West Angeles? You know, can you think you can do it? You think you can be a pastor like your dad? And I look at them like, no, I can't. But God can. And all I got to do is lean back on his spirit. I myself might not be able to face the challenges of the future, but I know who holds the future. We know who's going to take us into the future. Give the Lord praise if you're with me on today. Woo. Brother Paul knew his purpose. He was able to withstand all that he went through because he was walking in his purpose. Romans 8, 19 reads, for the earnest expectation of creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. That means all of creation, all of the world, all of nature is waiting in anxious expectation to see what God has put inside of you. To see what God has put inside of me. To see what God has put inside of us. All of creation is waiting to see us walk in our purpose. Mm. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord praise on today. The world might not know it, but it needs the people of God to stand up and be the people of God. It needs us to be salt. The world needs us to be light even though it doesn't know it. We are God's hands and heart. Our lives are the only Bible that some people are ever going to read. 
Listen to me, your life is the only Bible that some people are ever going to read. With our lives, we either draw people to God or we push people away from God. It is your fault. You are responsible for drawing other people to God or you are responsible for pushing them away. Only if you come into your purpose. When you walk in your purpose, you have the strength to deal with life's struggles. That no matter what happens in life, you know that God is in control and he has your best interest at heart. Oh, give the Lord praise on today. Hallelujah. If you don't understand your purpose, you can understand why God put you here and you'll be able to withstand any attack that this world throws at you. You can do and withstand all things through Christ which strengtheneth you. It's what you were put here to do. Wherever you are, give the Lord praise on today. Everyone stand up and give him praise on today. Hallelujah. Stand up in the house of the Lord on today. Hallelujah. We worship and adore you. Bowing down before you. Songs of praise is singing. Hallelujah's ringing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know y'all may be a little long, but you can sing it. We worship and adore thee. Bow before thee. Songs of praise and singing. Hallelujah's ring. play softly everyone close your eyes I need for you to listen close wherever you are even if you're online just listen what God has for you in your future is so much more than anything that you have planned for your life he has purpose in mind for you he has meaning in mind for you. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts that you would have a future and a hope. Thoughts that you would have a purpose. Our Heavenly Father has put something inside of everyone here. Everyone online, everyone under the sound of my voice, it is your gift. It is your calling. 
It is your future. It is your purpose. Now, if you've already, if you're already saved, all you have to do is believe on him to bring that purpose out of you. Don't be afraid. He said he would never leave you. Your ultimate overall purpose is in simply knowing God and having a relationship with him. I'll say it again. Your ultimate overall purpose is in simply knowing God and having a relationship with him. It all starts there. Now, if you've not already accepted Jesus as your personal savior, you giving your life to, to Christ today serves as your declaration to the world that you are walking towards your purpose as a child of God. And everything that God promises in his word will then be your birthright. Let's pray. Lord, I know that there is someone out there that is wondering if what they are going through right now is the best that life has for them. They are wondering if this is all that there is. There may be someone here wondering, what is it all for? But Lord, we pray that as they give their lives to you, that you would give their lives meaning. That you would give someone purpose. That you would make them new creatures. Old things passing away. All things becoming new. Please pray with me and repeat after me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he came and died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he arose on the third day. I ask that you forgive me for the wrong that I have done. I ask that you forgive me for the wrong that I have been. I ask you to come into my heart and be a part of my life. I ask that you come into my heart and give me purpose. And Lord God, I pray for those who might already believe in you, but they are still wondering what it is that you have them for. And Father God, I pray that you would let them know what you would have of them to do now, this day, in this very second, that you would let them know what your purpose is in their lives right now. And Father God, I pray that you would continue to give us the strength in your spirit to do what you would have us to do now, this day. So Father God, I thank you for those who believe and you are showing them your purpose. I pray for you for those who are just now accepting you and their hearts and I thank you for giving them meaning. I thank you for giving their life purpose. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen.